Good day, hour number two of the Bill Michaels Show. We're glad to have you. Good to have you on board. Hey, uh, yesterday we got uh, get finished up, got off the air yesterday, and just uh, before the the weather really got bad, we thought, you know, where are we going to go? We we're going to go get something to eat. Uh, Kristen and I were going to head out a little bit, and it ended up uh, with uh, Albanese's Roadhouse, right? I mean, literally like three minutes away. We thought, let's go say hi to Joey. And I uh, went over to Albanese's, uh, get the meatball sandwich every time I go in there, and she gets the... The, uh, the cheese ravioli and the uh, homemade Italian sausage and everything. And uh, we just sat over there and had a great time. Saw my buddy Steve, who used to work at the Wisconsin State Fair. And uh, saw Linda Kohler. Of uh, I've known Linda for years and years back when she was with Midwest Airlines. And it was kind of a kind of a nice day, man. It was really kind of cool. So uh, I want to tell you about Albanese's Roadhouse right there on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield, right next to Menards. Great place. Uh, they had a, a Christmas party in there. They closed off half the bar, and it was a retirement party and such, kind of a retirement-slash-Christmas party. But uh, just good people, good place to go. Uh, the weather was howling, but that was okay. You know, there was people coming, coming through the door. And it was just it was just really kind of a, a cool night last night uh, at Albany's. Always is. Always is. But we had a great time. And if you're out and about, I know they're not open. They're very family-oriented. I know they're not open tomorrow. I know they're not open on uh, – on Christmas Day, but they'll be back at it on Monday. And uh, if you're looking for a good place to go on the west side, uh, stop in. Um, that's Albanese's Roadhouse right there on Blue Mountain Road next to Menards in Waukesha. You don't uh, you don't get better family atmosphere. Just just great, great people. Good, good stuff. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, uh, feel free to go ahead and do it again. 877-867-1670. Let's go to Eric listening to us in Green Bay. Eric, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, I'm doing great, Bill. Thanks for taking my call, man. You bet. Hey, first I want to uh, I want to wish yourself, uh, Ben, uh, your families, uh, any uh, behind the scenes uh, support you have there, and uh, all the listeners a very very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I really Absolutely. appreciate the uh, group session therapy that you provide us, and <laughs> <laughs> love being able to interact. Uh, right, it's, it's a great right. thing. Hey, I got a couple of predictions about this this Christmas game that I'm just feeling in my bones. Number one is Doc is going to break that streak of uh, games under 300 yards. Um, I, he's he's being talked about almost like an afterthought afterthought these days, and it's like, do, do people realize who we were talking about? So I think mm-hmm. that goes down. I also think Keyshawn Johnson. Uh, Keyshawn um, Nixon, Nixon houses one yeah. this weekend. Yeah, he's he's got one coming, and I think it ha- it's going to happen this weekend. And third prediction, Rasul Douglas to me looks like a crack addict that's about ready to rip his own mother off to get a fix. This dude, <laughs> interceptions come in bunches, and I think his bunches have started. I think he's going to get another one this weekend. I, I think the Packers are going to win. I, I think uh, – I not not I'm not really sold on Miami. I mean, I love Reggie McKenzie, and mm-hmm. I know what they're doing down there. But I just not sold on that team, and I think that the Packers are being really, really um, almost looked down upon. It's like, hey, this is right. the two-time reigning MVP man that you're. T- and so I just I, I feel a good game coming. I think it's going to be a happy, happy day. Merry Christmas and a happy New Year. Appreciate it, pal. Thank you, sir. Good stuff, man. I agree. Um, you know, uh, hopefully it's a good day. I now, the Russell Douglas description was a little bit out there, but 
I like I like the rabidness of it. I can go along with that. Um, that you're right that there are and, and and let me let me let me say this. You're right that people are downplaying the Packers, one hundred percent. Okay. On one hand, though, I understand it, rightfully so, because the Packers, you know, I say it all the time, we can't unsee what we've seen, and that's part of the problem. We've seen them far too often play horribly, play down to the competition, or just play to the point where they're just not good, and we've seen their problems. But there is a feeling I'm not going to say it's necessarily coming from 1265, but within the fan base. Uh, I was just telling you, we were at Albanese's last night and sitting at the bar, and and my buddy Steve comes over. He's like, you know, I'm starting to think they can do it. They win this game. They're going to do it. They're going to win out. It's like all of a sudden the enthusiasm is starting to gain a little traction. Now, what they do on the field has nothing to do with the way you and I feel. But you get a sense like, you know, People are starting to believe a little bit. I try to caution everybody to say, look, they've won two in a row, but they beat two bad teams. Now, I'm the one that always says it. I always say, you can only play your schedule. It's not like they could go out and say, you know what? We're going to throw out the Bears. We're going to throw out the Rams. Bring us the 49ers and bring us the the Eagles. You you can't do that. So you got to beat what's there in front of you. So they did that. They did that. And and I I completely appreciate that. So I, I'm I'm good with all of that, but I do have to temper the excitement and the enthusiasm by saying they beat two bad teams that they were expected to beat. Good teams have been expected to beat them. Miami is a good team now. Miami comes into this with three losses and coming out of Miami is probably ecstatic that they're going to be playing in a, a weather at 50 degrees or 60 degrees. Because they just came out of Buffalo where Tariq Hill looked like he was not just cold, but like laying on his back, can't help me up, Christmas story kind of cold, you know? So that I agree with. They're probably giddy to be back. And I'm sure the Packers, the Packers are flying out. I'm sure the Packers are like, you know what? It's 41 below. Oh, by the way, it's 50 degrees in Miami and a little bit of rain. We'll take it. We'll take it. No problem. 60? We'll take it. No problem. We can do this. Packers are probably giddy more so than the Dolphins to be playing down in Miami for Christmas. So I I still think that it's it's not gonna be it's 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 not gonna be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. And as a matter of fact, I we picked the Packers to lose the other night. I as much as I want to have faith, my heart wants them to win. My head says, stick with what you've seen. I haven't seen them play consistently good. The first time I saw them play a complete game this year was just on Monday night. Does that mean they're starting to put it together? Cross your fingers. Knock on wood. Hope it is. But that's the first time I saw them play a relatively complete game where they pretty much look like they were a dominating team from beginning to end. And then I keep telling myself, it's a bad football team. Don't get crazy on me. It's a bad football team, so reality has to leak back in. So if I'm a betting man, I'm taking Miami. If I'm betting with my heart, I'm I'm rooting like hell for the Green Bay Packers, but uh, it's just kind of the way it is. Let's go to Steve listening to us in Eau Claire. Steve, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. How's it going? I'm doing great, buddy. What's up? Well, um, you know, you were just talking about the uh, the weather that is uh, scheduled for, uh, for Florida this weekend, and... Um, you know, even with uh, even with it supposed to be in the 50s down there, 
I can remember one time about 15 years ago or so where the Badgers made it to one of the Florida Bowl games. I can't remember which one, but uh, they were playing Miami that year. <clears throat> and the week leading up to the game was uh, the temperatures in Florida were about the same as they're supposed to be for, um, you know, for, for, for Sunday in, in the 50s. And mm-hmm. um, I can remember uh, one of the uh, uh, Madison TV stations interviewed one of the Miami football players down there. And they, uh, they said, you know, you've got uh, us Miami players. We're walking around down here in our winter coats and our, our sweaters. And you got these Wisconsin players that are walking around in their jerseys and shorts. So I, right. I, I really think that the weather could could play to uh, to our advantage on Sunday and help uh, possibly give us uh, give us a leg up, especially if uh, if Dylan is able to go. Uh, you know, the colder weather later in the season seems to be the better fit for him. Mm-hmm. No, I would agree with that. And the fact that he did not have – now they're not even saying he got through the concussion protocol. They're saying he didn't have a concussion, which is even better, that they just took him out for precautionary measures – uh, they were winning the game. They took him out. They they sat him the rest of the game. The next morning they wake up. He comes in. They're like, no, you're fine. You're good to go. That That's that's the best. That's the best news because they not only saved a little bit of his legs at the end of that ball game, but he did not have a concussion. And that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls. Go to our buddy Mike listening to us in uh, Whitewater. Michael, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Billy. Merry Christmas to you and the family. I you too, pal. I have a couple questions for you. Yep. Yes. Um, when was the last time? I mean, we only had one make it to Pro Bowl. Has the Packers ever been shut out? I can't remember Ooh. where we've had only one. Right. And um, I hear your cat sitting. Are you going to drink a gallon of milk and your girl sits <laughs> on the couch? No, uh, no, I'm just uh, stopping over, opening the door, looking for the cats, feeding them, poop scooping, and heading back out. But I'm, I'm, I got to be in town for uh, for the cat sitting stuff. So, yeah, well, that's we that's cool. Wish ben and you and your family wish Ben a, a safe flight. I know how much he loves flying. Yep. And no! uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you uh, next week, huh, buddy? Uh, Have a merry. All right, Christmas. buddy. Take it easy, you too. Uh, I can't remember the last time the Packers did not have anyone in the Pro Bowl. Maybe 2018? 2019? They were not a good team that year. But even then, Aaron Rodgers has gone in. Um, boy, I don't know. That's uh boy, I, that that's a good question. I can't remember the last time. Um by the way, Mike McDaniel uh has a, a few opinions regarding the state of Wisconsin. You're going to want to hear coming up after the break, so hang out for that. Ben's got it. Ben Ben is always he's like uh he's in the subterranean. He just pops up out of a manhole cover with a recorder, gets people saying stuff and then pops back down again. So, he's got Mike McDaniel kind of a uh, Ripping, uh, ripping the state of Wisconsin. Uh, this one is from uh, Knucklehead Joe, who says, Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, all that kind of crap. He says, Are there any bars open this weekend? Uh, I'm going to need a little therapy before we get into our Christmas Day celebration with the family. I'm uh, going to go out and watch some of the NFL games. You know what's funny? I just posted that. 
Uh, Stenny's is open. Now, it depends on where you're at. Stenny's is open in Milwaukee uh, until I think like 6 o'clock on Christmas Eve. Beyond that, I have no idea. Uh, I just posted that. I was just looking for some of the people that we work with. But if you're throughout the state of Wisconsin and you've got uh, a pub or eatery open, let us know. Ben, that's better than the measurable snow because we're actually doing a service to people. So if you've uh, say you don't have anybody, you know, or you're not getting to, together with everybody until Sunday and you just want to go out and have a beverage and brave the cold and maybe get some wings or something like that, where do you go? Where do you go on Christmas Eve? So the question is, is there any way to bring a ruler into this experiment? Then I'd be all in. <laughs> stack. How high can you stack the wings? There you go. Or how, how precise is the beer measurement, right? There you go. Sure. Yeah. I will not accept now any get, submissions without some sort of measuring stick. You got to have some sort of measuring stick. Let us know what bars and restaurants are open. We'd love to, uh, love to kind of no spread the word. No way in hell am I rubbing down my relatives. my god that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> oh goodness 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 not unless they're you know 25 year old fourth cousins or something like that that are you know all on a cheerleading squad somewhere or if you're from places where you know uh well anyway. yeah i mean if you're you're living in the you know appalachia uh you know chain somewhere sure you know <laughs> where toe jam is prevalent Oh, my God, we got more of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome in. Good to have you. Third hour of the Bill Michael Show on this frigid. Friday. Did you know the temperature in Antarctica in Antarctica today is negative seven? The temperature this morning in Waukesha, Wisconsin was negative eleven. It's colder today in Wisconsin than it is in Antarctica. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Just let that sink in there for a minute. <laughs> While you do so. Uh, let's bring in in how how Habib he is uh, with the uh, the Palm Beach Post been covering the uh, Dolphins for a long long time to get their perspective on this contest coming up. How how you doing today, man? I'm doing okay, but I fear you're going to hang up on me when I tell you it's uh, believe it or not 81 degrees down here right now. Uh, I heard it's 81, but I heard on Sunday. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's supposed to be like a high of 60, 61 with a little bit of rain. Uh, right now, uh, weather.com is telling me a high of 55 on Sunday. It's going to drop pretty rapidly here today, but, um, I'm sure that no one listening to this right now has any sympathy for our frigid (laughs) weather down here this weekend. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, you know, it's going to be a little more Packer weather than it will be dolphin weather. Uh, Does that affect the team at all? Do you think, or do you think after last week when it looked like Tariq Hill was, was uh, Ralphie's brother on <laughs> Christmas Story all bundled up running around up in the the, uh, the stadium there that they're just glad to be back home and anything above freezing. Yeah, it's funny because last week, you know, before the Buffalo game, all of players are getting just hammered with questions about 
the snow and, uh, you know, the conditions that uh, we were going to face in Buffalo. And believe me, uh, it was kind of brutal up there. But um, just for laughs, uh, when I saw the forecast for this Sunday, I asked uh, Raheem Mostert, you know, are you ready for the cold weather at Hard Rock this Sunday? And he kind of chuckled. Um, I, I think uh, it'll, it's actually going to be one of the colder home games in Dolphin history, but um, I don't think it's going to have any impact on the game at all, really. I think the the Packers, the last time they saw Raheem Mostert, I think he's still actually running on them, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> over 200 yards, 200 yards in a in a postseason contest in an NFC Championship game there in San Francisco. So the Packers are probably having a few weather related nightmares, and in addition to that, some Raheem <laughs> Mostert nightmares. So I, I get you. Hey, uh, this team in desperately uh, desperate need of a win. They're trying to put the train back on the track. What has been ailing the Dolphins as of late? Um, well, a lot of things, you know, the offense has not looked like the offense for the most part during that three-game losing streak. And, of course, all those games were on the road. So this team does play a little bit differently at home versus on the road, especially defensively for a, a large part of the year. They have been uh, two different teams. Um, but they started to get things a little bit back on track in Buffalo. Uh, you know, the, the fact that they, they gave Buffalo such a good game and, we're leading in the fourth quarter. It really came down to that last drive where, you know, Buffalo went the length of the field on Miami's defense. Um, so there were some good things to come out of that game that, that give the players a little bit of confidence uh, right now. You know, I, I think it, it really comes down to the fact that for the most part of the season, um, this team has been able to put a lot of points on the board. Uh, their receivers are giving teams trouble, and I think they're going to lean on that and hope that the defense plays more to the uh, ceiling of what they've been this year rather than the floor. So if they can put that together, then then they'll be okay. You know, win a couple of games out of the last three, and they'll uh, make the playoffs. Uh, talk about Tua uh, in this stretch because it's uh, obviously a little bit of adversity. He started off the season so incredibly strong. They're 3-0, and and then they lost three straight. And then after that, they went on to win five more. And now they're back into the funk where they've lost three straight. So talk a little bit about how Tua's handled that adversity. Well, you know, Tua prides himself on being on even keel and Mike McDaniel's much the same way. But um, when you look at what he's done on the field um, – he was just so incredibly accurate for the first half of the season. And I think that maybe it was unrealistic to expect him to stay that accurate for 17 games. But at the same time, you know, there were times over these past few games when he's been uh, very inaccurate, to be honest with you, where some guys have been open and he's just flat out missed them. Other times he's gotten the ball pretty much on target and guys have dropped balls. So there's been sort of a little bit of a disconnect there. And just in general, they, they haven't had that spark in the passing attack uh, over these past few games that, that they had early on. Um, the one thing that saved them, though, in Buffalo is that the run game started to really come alive. Yeah, I was going to talk about the run game a little bit. Uh, how much of a balance do they need? I mean, obviously with Waddle and Tariq Hill, and they've got a tremendous, uh, you know, a couple of weapons. 
But uh, talk about the offensive line and the run game and how – because the Packers, where they have lost, has basically, in my opinion, been in the trenches. You can talk about all the different stuff with bad tackling and such, but when they've lost games, they've pretty much lost in the trenches. Well, Miami put a lot of uh, attention toward the offensive line. It seems like it's been decades that they've always been trying to address a line. And, uh, you know, they, they spent a lot of money signing left tackle to Ron Armstead. And it paid off because even though Duran actually is dealing with three different injuries right now, he was just named to the Pro Bowl. So that really says something about not only his play, but his leadership and the impact he's had on the other four guys on the line. So their offensive line not only has done pretty well compared especially to last year, but uh, they opened up some big holes up the middle for Mostert in Buffalo, which is a pretty good defense, really. Um, the the running backs for Miami were, were having a lot of really good success with some of the cutback runs up the middle, and that would be something that I'm sure the Packers uh, have taken notice of, and, and they're probably uh, probably scheming right now to, to try to cut that off. Uh, but, yeah, overall, they, they've done better in – in run blocking, they've done pretty decent in pass protection as well. Um, you know, Connor Williams is playing his first year at center, and he's done very well. Uh, and then at guard, Rob Hunt is one of the better guards in the league. So that's a pretty good nucleus right there to build on. You know, you bring up the fact that their defense has played better at home. At home, i just doing the quick math. They're averaging 15.3 points per game given up, defensively speaking. On the road, 31.5, defensively speaking. What's the difference? Because that's drastic. Um, it is drastic. I believe it's still the uh, biggest discrepancy in the league, really. Um, you know, I, one thing that we all keep coming down to, uh, com- coming back to rather down here, is the fact that this defense can't get off the field. Uh, their third down defense is, is terrible. And, uh, you know, I mean, the Bills showed that on their last drive. Um, pretty much every team has been showing that against Miami where they get into third and third and anything. And next thing you know, the guys are picking up the chains and moving them 10, 15 yards downfield. So, you know, we talked to Josh Boyer, the defensive coordinator, uh, just yesterday, and that was one of the first things he brought up, which – seems like was one of the first things he brought up last week and the week before that and the week before that. So that would definitely be one thing to look for. Yeah, it's it's dramatically different. And I, I when you said that, I thought, well, let me take a look real quick. And as we're sitting here and I'm just kind of doing quick math, it's like, wow, that is a huge discrepancy. So and usually, you know, I granted you'll give up a little bit more at home, but not, you know, over 15 points per game uh, difference wise. And now the Packers now here, this is where the rubber meets the road, because the Packers over the last five games averaging 26.6 points per game, where up until that, the first nine games, they're averaging 18.3. So all of a sudden the Packers have the offense rolling and they're going to meet a team at home that has only given up 15.3 points per game. So something's got to give in this contest. Yeah, it does. And, I, you know, I can tell you from talking to several of the Dolphin players that, you know, they have a tremendous amount of respect for Aaron Rodgers and what he can do. This is almost certainly going to be the last time Rodgers plays against Miami. Uh, and, and that's something that, 
you know, actually a lot of players are, are looking forward to. They they have not tried to hide uh, the respect and, and admiration they have for Rodgers, including fullback Alec Engold, who, you know, grew up just a few minutes from Lambeau. Uh, and and uh, he, he admitted to me that in his time he has owned several cheese heads. So he, he's very much looking forward to this one. Yeah, I was going to say we don't think it's Aaron Rodgers really hasn't taken the this could possibly be my last game at all of these different places type of tour. I know that some fans asked about it when he played down in Chicago and he just said, ah, you know, we'll see whether it's here or with another team. I mean, it which led everybody to believe he's coming back, but he just doesn't know if he's going to be in Green Bay. But it was interesting because we really haven't. That's not been a story that we focused on because the assumption is he's got close to 59 million reasons to come back next year. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I'm not one of those guys who is quick to write off anybody. I, you know, I'm sure you remember like 10 years ago, everybody was saying Tom Brady is done or almost done and, you know, in decline and all of that nonsense. And I, I'm really uncomfortable when people on the outside try to say, oh, this guy should wrap it up or that guy should, you know, retire, go into the booth or whatever. You know, it, these guys devote a great portion of their lives toward playing the game they love. And, you know, I think to a large extent, it really needs to be up to them when they want to give it up. Unless, of course, the coach taps them on the shoulder and says, you know, we got to move on. But it, it really should be Aaron's call. It should be Tom Brady's call, Gronkowski, all those guys. They've earned the right to say, this is when I want to leave. Yeah, no doubt. And, and you know, with a lot of these guys, they're so good that they believe they still have more in them, which I firmly believe Tom Brady is kind of thinking whether or not he wants to come back. What is the talk? I mean, I know Florida is a ginormous state, but what is the thought with Tom Brady? Is this it for him, or do you think that uh, there could possibly be another another year where he says, no, it was such a horrific year, I want to prove to everybody that I can go out close to being on top or on top, because this year was more of an apparition? You know, that's it's an interesting thing because it's, it's such a tough call. I could see where Tom has a tremendous amount of pride and wants to go out on top. Who doesn't? At the same time, I can't help but think that this has been just such a trying year for him, not only professionally but personally, as we all know. Um, at times it's almost, I don't know if I want to say painful, but when you watch uh, some of the, the Buccaneers games where they're, you know, you're in the fourth quarter and they have three points, you're wondering, is this really a Tom Brady offense? And um, I, when I look at his face, I see some frustration for sure. And I don't know, does that make him want to say, hey, I've done enough, let me get out of here? Or does it make him want to say, this isn't me, I'm going to come back who knows where and, and turn this thing around. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, I understand. I, I go back to a conversation I had years ago that basically said, when you talk about some of the greatest of the greats to ever play the game, they constantly believe they can still play at a high level. And it's almost like you have to rip the ball out of their hands to say, okay, enough. Uh, very few guys get to walk off the field with the trophy hoisted high and the ones that are have done it at such an incredibly high level for such a long period of time, that's the way they want to go out. 
So if they're not there and their career is diminishing, they continue to keep trying to climb that mountain to get back to the, so they can go out the way they want to go out. But sometimes it's just not meant to be because you don't have enough talent around you. Hal, it's always great, man. I appreciate you joining us for a couple of minutes. Best of luck with the weather down there. I would have a snow shovel uh, nearby just in case, but uh, just shovel up all the water from the rain. <laughs> great talking with you. Thanks so much. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. There you go. Hal Habib joining us for a couple of minutes. He's been covering the uh, – the Dolphins for uh, close to 40 years for the Palm Beach, uh, the Palm Beach Post down there. And interesting when you uh, when you look at that defense at home, and I just did, kind of did the quick math. At home, they've lost one game, and that was a game I think it was to the Vikings. They gave up 24 points. Everything else has been less than 17. Or no, excuse me, one was 19. Uh, they gave up seven, 19, 10, 17, and 15. They average 15.3 points per game given up defensively speaking. On the road, their defense gives up 31.5 points per game. It is a dramatically different defense in Miami versus on the road. Just And why, I don't know. But it's just, just dramatically, dramatically different. Uh, 877-867-1670. About an hour from now, we're going to talk with Mike Clements. He's going to take us the rest of the way. Hang in there. Got a lot more to get to. After hearing that, did it give you any more or less confidence in the Green Bay Packers getting a win? And also, uh, we are now fully you know, invested in bowl season. And obviously, you got games today. And in case you didn't know, we were talking about a little bit earlier, the Radiance uh, Bowl, the Independence Bowl. Uh, Louisiana and Houston, that uh, that kicks off a little bit later on this afternoon. 19 degrees in Shreveport, Louisiana. Wake Forest in Missouri in the Union Home Morgan, uh, Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. Uh, Raymond James Stadium, that's in Tampa where it's 50 degrees today. You got all of that going on. And um, then when you get into uh, the rest of the weekend, you got even more scores and schedules and all that kind of craziness happening uh, tomorrow you've got uh the easy post hawaii bowl where it's going to be 81 there that's nice the quick lane bowl tomorrow or no that's on monday actually that's gonna be at ford field so that's not going to come into play and then tuesday december 27th uh 9 15 p.m e or uh, central time at chase field in arizona you got uh wisconsin and oklahoma getting after it uh, but you got a whole slew of bowls that day as well and then it really kind of really kind of cranks up all the way going into the uh, the 30th and uh, the 31st and getting into the final four, so to speak. So we got a lot of bowl games to get to, too. Uh, so let's do this. Stay tuned. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Come back. More of the Bill Michael Show now. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.